You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. It's Kate with SimplePinMedia.com, and we're a Pinterest management company based out of Portland, Oregon. In addition to helping our clients grow their Pinterest page while they work on their business, I also like to teach simple, actionable tips on the side. And about 18 months ago, no, it's a little less than that. About 14 months ago, I launched um, the Simple Pin Master Course, and this was a full comprehensive course that would take somebody from beginning to end in their Pinterest marketing. And the intent of this was to not only help people along, but to teach the things that we were learning at Simple Pin. And so I needed some people to go through that course before it was released to the public. And I asked my friend, Brittany, who is here with me today, of Paper Trail Design. And Brittany, you started Paper Trail Design in January of 2016, right? Yes, January 2016. Okay. And then the master course released in the end... Was it the end of February? I am so bad with dates. But I believe it was the end of February when I asked you to be my beta tester, right? Yeah, that sounds right to me. I think it was okay, February. So yeah, you were like six weeks in. And so let's back up a little bit. Um, you and I, so just so everybody knows history. So Brittany and I are both here in Portland and we worked um, on Frugal Living Northwest together. In fact, Brittany was hired before me. And we did, you did deals. I did deals too, because it is a frugal living deals and coupon site. It's more into frugal living now, but we worked together on the team over there, which was awesome. Such a good experience for us. Cause I feel like you and I learned a ton oh, yeah. about blogging online worlds and how that all worked. Yeah, that was great. And I had forgotten that I was hired before you. That's funny. We must have been close to the same time. <laughs> I know. You stayed longer. I'm sure Angela's listening to this, just like going, ah, oh, I taught them too well. Now they're on their uh-huh. own. <laughs> um, so when did you start getting the idea for paper trail design? Like before you opened it or started it in January? Um, that's funny. I didn't even think about, I haven't thought about that in a while. Maybe like six months or so. I just kind of thought, well, I kind of just want to do my own thing. Be my own boss would be really cool. And the only thing I could think of that I could do online, because I wanted to be online because I just like the freedom of the time frame that it gives you. The only thing I could think of that I was real, that I had any talent for was making printables and people love printables. But the idea just kind of loomed there for maybe like six months, but I'm not sure how accurate that is. So, and then did you just like in January think like, I'm just going to go for it. Like I'm going to start a site. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of got tired of, I sometimes I have all kinds of ideas and just let them sit there. And I was like, you know what? I just need to do something. So I finally just said, you know, I'm just going to do it. Go for it. And if it fails, it fails. So. so did you have any plan about using like Pinterest or anything like that before in those six weeks before you became the beta tester? Or were you just kind of like, I'm just going to jump in with both feet and kind of see what happens? Um, well, I did think I'm just going to jump in with both feet and I knew that Pinterest was important because with free printables, I know I, myself, if I want one, I'll go to Pinterest. I can't, maybe I'll Google it. So I knew that Google was kind of important too, but mostly Pinterest was where people were going to find me. So I knew it was important, but I had no idea how to work it to my advantage. So, 
So then um, this is a I just have to tell this backstory because um, we had spent a couple of months getting the master course ready, going through videos, recording videos, and I had not had anybody go through it yet to catch glitches. And so you were my person to catch glitches. So I gave you the master course and said, I want you to go through it. But the great part is, is that you not only caught the glitches, but like it completely propelled. Oh, you know, totally transformed me. At that point, I was just so overwhelmed and probably getting maybe, maybe, a th- well, let me look in February. I had 15,000 page views. And I think that's because of one thing that randomly went viral on Facebook and was never going to be a big thing again. So I was just so overwhelmed because I knew I was failing <laughs> miserably. And so it totally changed the course of everything. Yes. So then as you were sniffing out our glitches, which, you know, you did a great job at before we released it to the public, um, what do you feel like were maybe like it, as we go like a one, two, three, what's kind of the first thing that you worked on first when it came to your Pinterest stuff? Like as you're going through it, you're like, I'm going to tackle this right away. And did you have a Pinterest page, I guess, before I gave you the course? I had a Pinterest page and I didn't know how to pin strategically. So I think I was just putting up one pin of whatever I did each time. And that was it. And then just leaving it at that. And I don't think I even pinned other people's things. It was just very barren at the time. I just could not wrap my head around how to function with it. So I was just ignoring it because I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it at that time. I was trying to figure everything out. And I just, so I was doing very little. You know, and what you you just said is super common for a lot of people is that they don't understand Pinterest. And so they kind of just ignore it. And it's a little bit easier for us to understand Facebook, right? Because we interact with it personally all the time. But yet some people, they interact with Pinterest a lot personally, but they just can't switch hats, if you will, to go from personal to business, which is a big leap to make, right? Because when you go on to Pinterest personally, you just pin a bunch of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. for yourself. But then when you go to business, you're like, I'm, I'm pinning my own stuff. Like what? That's yeah. just weird. You know? Yeah. So, so it was huge when I, I remember there was one that just talked, uh, one of the little, I can't remember what they're called. The little the module. Yeah. There was one module that talked about how often to pin and what that looks like. And I remember just specifically one thing saying, you know, it's good to just start with 10 pins a day. And I remember thinking, oh, 10 pins a day. I don't have to do 50. I just imagined people who were successfully doing it, pinning 50, 100, you know, how endlessly all day long. And I thought, oh, I could do 10 pins a day, especially with tailwinds. So that was one of the first things that really I turned around was I got tailwind and I just said, okay, I can schedule 10 pins a day or even five, just consistently pinning each day. So that's when I started that. So then did you, what else did you do as far as boards? Like had you created boards at this point that matched up with your site or was it cutesy names? Where were you at with um, profile board creation? I think if I remember right, I probably had about 20 boards, things that sort of made sense. Um, but I did definitely add some more boards and at the time I added a lot of, I figured out how to do, um, group boards. I hadn't figured out how to join group boards and I joined that Facebook group. Now I can't remember what it's called. Facebook group boards. Yep. Yeah. And so I was able to finally successfully join some group boards because at the time I think I had like 30 some Pinterest followers. 
So trying mm-hmm. to get on a group board, people are like, why am I going to add you? How are you going to add to this group board? So I was able to finally get on some group boards, which now I'm not too concerned about, but, um, but that helped too, just getting it in different, you know, other people's letting other people see it really. Right. So, and then what did you do on the site side of things? Was there anything that you changed as far as how you were creating posts to, and let's back up really quickly. You also said that you made an intentional decision to only focus on Pinterest, right? Like you weren't going to try to tackle a bunch of different social platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the time I did try a little bit to do, um, Instagram. And I quickly realized after a few months of doing that, that it's just not going to bring people to my site. They're not, Mm -hmm. people don't go to Instagram saying I want a free printable, you know? So, so I tried that for a while, but it was pretty obvious even from the beginning that Pinterest was going to be, I was either going to make it or break it because of Pinterest, you know? (laughs) So, right. And then, um, your, the way you structured a post. So that's something we also talk about in the master course. Um, did you change anything about how your post was laid out or, um, the design of it or your pinnable images? Yeah, that's definitely something that's always been kind of evolving, always changing how posts go. But I think at the time I changed, well, I changed, I had, I always had put a long pin at the end and I figured out how to hide that pin within the post and all those fancy fun things that you can do. And I also started making longer pinnable pins and I think I was doing, what is it? Well, I know it was 735, but I think I was doing like 1100 at the time and I switched it up to about 2000. And recently I've scaled that back to 1800 is my ideal pin size that I tried to do. Okay. Um, yeah. And did you use any, <laughs> so like you're creating printables um, what kind of program are you using for that? And then was that the same program you used for creating pinnable images? I do. I use the same program. It's funny. It's different for most people. I had randomly gotten this, it's like an app program called art text that we had oh. bought years ago. I know nobody uses it. I use the weirdest thing, but <laughs> it's like somewhere between, well, it's similar to pick monkey and Canva, but you can do a few more individualized things. Um, but it's a little more simple than say people who are using Photoshop. <laughs> so, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Or even Canva or yeah. All yeah. Just a little ones. more user friendly. So I, that's what I've been using. It's the funniest thing. Nobody uses it, but I do. So, I love you it. know, if it works, it works. Uh-huh. And I think that's what a lot of people, especially when they're getting started out is they hear a lot about what works for a lot of other people. And as they gather more of these other people's resources, they kind of start spinning, right? And they go, I don't know what to choose. Like, Mm -hmm. it's what's that? um, They call it something where it's like a certain level of indecisiveness. There's a great phrase for it, but I can't remember (laughs) what it is. But it's like you become so paralyzed in indecision that you actually never even make a choice. Oh yeah. You just, and then you never find out what works for you. Mm -hmm. And so for you, even though this program wasn't like one of the best quote unquote, or Mm -hmm. one of the most well-known, it works for you. Yeah. And I did even try to use Canva for a while and I liked it a lot. If I hadn't already gotten really used to my own program, I think I would have used Canva a lot or even PicMonkey. I like both of those, but I had this going for me fine. So I just, I've scaled back and just used that only. 
Yeah, and in the master course too, for those who are listening, there is full tutorials on Canva and PicMonkey. Mm-hmm. And so if you're, you know, struggling with what to use, those are kind of the two that we did tutorials on. Okay, so you have taken a master course, you've basically sniffed out all our glitches, you figured it all out, but yet you're learning at the same time. So give me a snapshot of what you saw happen kind of three months later, six months later, and a year later. Um, okay, so I saw some slow growth from February to to April. And then in May, it's funny looking back now, and I knew at the time that I thought, oh, I'm totally breaking through. And looking back, it was like, I think I had 40,000 page views. But at the time, I think I had made $300. It was like my first real amount of money coming from the blog. So I was just really excited. And a few things got really popular. Um, graduation printables and teacher appreciation printables. Um, so I could tell that it was working because there was some slow growth and some real income coming in at that point. And then um, in August, I had some back to school things that got popular and I broke the the um, 100,000 roof and I've stayed above it ever since. So 100,000 page views nice. ever since August. So yeah, really excited about that. So then how are you monetizing everything? Um, uh, through ads. Okay. Um, I had Google ads for a long time and I still do. Um, but recently this last April, I added, um, ad thrive okay. since you can, um, apply for them once you've hit a hundred thousand, which is really exciting because they kind of optimize a lot of your ads for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also have Amazon and, um, share a sale because, a lot of my printables you can edit. And so I'll just um, send people over to PicMonkey. And if they end up buying something from PicMonkey, which you can do PicMonkey for free, but you can also pay for some of their stuff. So if they end up paying for something and it's within the window, then I'll get a little bit of money from that too. So those are the three main ones. Yeah. Okay. So as far as Pinterest traffic too, so you have, you know, that good 14, 15 months under your belt. Mm -hmm. Um, How have you what have you seen in this last year? Um, and what kind of feedback would you give to somebody in your same shoes who's starting now? Like, what would you tell them? Here's kind of what you can expect and here's how you put it all into perspective, which that's a big question, but I think you get where Mm -hmm. I'm going. Um, I think I would tell them to expect slow growth, but definitely growth. You're not going to see anything right away. And it can be really discouraging in the beginning. I felt like quitting back in February and even March of 2016. I thought this just isn't working. But if you just consistently keep going and keep pinning consistently, you're going to see some growth as long as you have also some quality content. I would say like, what else would you tell them as you're, you know, as you see these page views growing up and up? Mm-hmm. Um, what, how is your thinking, I guess, shifted over this last year of what this business, you know, like you said, I'm going to try this, you know, I'm going to do printables. And now you're, you know, a year and a half later, what's your perspective of, you know, paper trail now, as opposed to what it was then when you were feeling like giving up now, uh-huh. how do you see it compared to then? Now I see it as a, you know, total well, obviously a complete business where I could even get to the point where I'm supporting my family or it could be a backup in case my husband loses his job or something, which I never imagined before. I thought it would just be a supplemental thing, but I also just really enjoy 
seeing some of these printables get out there into people's hands. I love my friends at the beginning of school year said, I saw your son on Pinterest because I took a picture of him with his back to school sign and put it up there. And it's just fun to see things get big and other people using some of the things that I um, have created. So it's, you know, there's this fulfillment of helping other people and then also fulfillment of, wow, I could actually do this. I have, um, you know, I can be successful in this. So. Right. But that whole idea of like, just keep your head down and keep focused, Mm -hmm. even when you want to give up. Yeah, I I hear a lot of people too. um, I am part of um, Elite Blog Academy, which is a lot of new bloggers and part of I did a unit for Pinterest inside of that. And then um, I'm also a part of their Facebook group. And so I I interact with a lot of people who are actually in your same position just a year later. So, you know, they're, they're in that point of like, man, I've done all these things. I feel like I'm not growing as fast as I should. And maybe that's something we can talk about is, did you have those moments where you saw all these other successes and you went, why is that not me? Or did you feel like you didn't really fall victim to that very often? There were definitely moments that I fell victim to that. I think everybody does. I don't don't know. Maybe there are people that aren't, but it seems so completely normal that just there's always going to be somebody that's getting more page views, more um, making more money or whatnot. And so it's easy to say, oh, I'm not that good at this. But it's you really should just compare yourself to yourself, you know, and with patience and smart work, not just hard work, but smart work. You really can just keep that slow, steady growth. So. So how much time would you say now you spend on your business or maybe what does a typical week look like for you? Um, I try, I've changed, you know, from that epiphany of hearing, oh, 10 pins a day. I've changed it. I've upped it to, I try to do about 20 pins a day. Um, And so my goal is always just to keep my queue full um, with, I try to do 14 of my own pins and six of somebody else's. So So like your queue and tailwind, right? mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I, that's my like measure of how caught up I am on my work. Am I a week ahead in my queue and tailwind or am I, you know, day to day? So I try to, if I can stay a week ahead, I feel good about myself. But um, to do that, um, it usually takes about three new posts a week. Um, and new, a new post, they can, it varies depending on what I'm creating. Some printables are so much harder to create than others. Some, it takes just a few minutes. Others, it'll take hours and hours to create them. Um, but usually it takes about three to four hours to do a post. So okay. I'm probably looking at 10 to 12 hours a week working on the blog, um, okay. give or take. Um, but how often would you say it takes you to schedule? So doing those 20 posts, feeling your queue for a week, how long do you think that takes you? Oh, that's hard. Cause I always, as soon as I'm done posting, I'll schedule. That probably is about a 20 minute piece uh, on tailwind. Maybe not even that much, but I consider, cause I'll do tailwind tribes as well. And yeah. so I consider that part of the posting. Um, so maybe 20 minutes, but maybe not even that much, maybe more like 10 So like no more than an hour? No more than an hour a week, probably. So there's a lot of people sometimes that will spend a ton of time on their Pinterest strategy. And what you're saying is you can really accomplish a really good schedule in an hour a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it definitely helps that later when the um, 
Tailwind course came out. Is it mm-hmm. How to Master Tailwind? Am I saying yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. I purchased that because I could see that that, and that helped a lot. There were a lot of tricks about Tailwind that I had no idea existed and it saved a ton of time figuring out some of those things. So, yeah. And we originally created that because our team needed to be a little bit more efficient. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to look at what are the ways that we can save more time because, you know, um, the master course, we talk about, you know, the analytics piece of choosing the pins that are driving a lot of traffic. And so it was really just trying to figure out how to balance that, you know, that piece between new and old content and then mm-hmm. getting that scheduled effectively, which yeah. the Tailwind course kind of looped that in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk really quickly too about um, maybe just looking at the next year for you. So, or actually before we go into that, one thing I did want to ask was, did you get anything else as far as courses or buy anything? I know a lot of people spend a lot of money when they're starting out, but where did you fit in with all of that? Um, I only bought a few other things. Let's see. I bought the ultimate bundle. Oh yeah. Um, the blogging one. Yeah. Bloggers, that was a good one. Yeah. Although it did tend to overwhelm me too. Cause there's so much. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like, um, that is a huge one because that had so much good stuff in it that I almost didn't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really overwhelming, but there was some good stuff too. So it's hard to sift it all out. And I also mm-hmm. bought another one. It was an affiliate marketing course. Um, yeah. I think it was through, oh, pajama affiliates is what it was. And I don't know if I would recommend that one, but uh, I mean, it, it did help change my mind frame on how to form a post to be more, um, optimized to, for, oh, okay. so for people to see you, even your affiliate marketing. Yes. Um, so that one, I guess it was good. Um, mm-hmm. but I didn't buy a whole, a, a ton, I think because I start to get overwhelmed with all these courses and I just want to barrel down and end up just creating more content, which I can see the downfall in that is you just start to just work so hard and not you know, use the right tools that are out there because you're blind to some of that. So true. That's a good point. It's kind of, it's kind of like being really smart with the courses that you end up buying Mm -hmm. and then, you know, actually completing them. Cause I see a lot of people who buy courses and then they just sit there. Yeah. So the trick is to get the right courses and then, you know, but not get, (laughs) I don't know. It's so hard to figure out what courses are going to be the right ones or which ones are just going to overwhelm you or, confuse you or mess up the system that you've already got going that's decent already. So, but definitely the master course is like, was the, you know, it changed the course of everything that I was doing on the blog. And without it, I think I probably would have given up within the next month or two because I just could not break through that Pinterest ceiling. You know, I thought it was a big hard thing and it really wasn't. So it just helped me conceptualize how to manage Pinterest in a way that was not too hard. Thank you for that. I can, I really appreciate that. Cause I think that's the goal of what we tried to do was because mm-hmm. I'm a person too, where I can be really overwhelmed with a lot of things. And I know my team can get overwhelmed with a lot of things and they really push me to break it down super simple. And that's one of our goals that we had for the master course was to make it like really easy to understand so that somebody like you could come in and go, okay, here's step one. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to do step two and then build on itself over time. Yeah. And 
so I appreciate that and just have appreciated following your story. And when you, this was prompted our discussion here because you shared on your personal Facebook page, the results of what's happened in a year, right? Mm -hmm. Was that what it was? Yeah. I put up a picture, a graph of my page views throughout the year. And just this last May, I got 250,000 page views. So quarter million page views. I almost doubled from last month. So just keep growing. And I'm so excited because the sky's the limit. You know, I can keep creating stuff that people are going to come and print for their kids or their whatever, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. And it's, those are the encouraging stories I think people need to hear as they're in that grind of like, Mm -hmm. and I would say to anybody listening, like take that also with a grain of salt of you knew your person. So you knew the people searching for printables were going to be on Pinterest and they weren't on Instagram. Even though you really gave it a try on Instagram, you found that Pinterest was your your people and that's yeah. where they're going to go. And I think that's really key because you can get spread too thin. And like, as we just talked about with courses, you can get spread too thin with courses instead of just zeroing in on where your people are and what they want, and then giving them more of that, mm-hmm. yes. which I think then that builds time over time again to where then you're not just throwing darts in the dark and trying to, oh, I think they'll like this. Let's go with this. You know, there's a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but now you would say probably, you know, this all this time later, you understand what your readers are looking for. Yeah. And that just gets fine tuned over time. I see, oh, I created you know, these kinds of printables and nobody ever looks at those ones or only a few of them are uh, popular, but the banners or, you know, whatever, th- those tend to have a lot more people. So yeah, it just gets fine tuned over time. And did you grow your email list? I'm really curious about this. Oh yeah. That was another thing that I did after the course is I um, put a banner on my template for each post. So it just says, you know, um, click here for more free printables. I never did. I totally see how a um, magnet, uh, why a, can't lead I magnet? Think? a lead magnet works really well for most people. But I feel like uh, for me, I'm already giving away something with every single post. So I just did a click here for more free printables and I can send them to them so that they're alerted when I send out my email with whatever's um, mm-hmm. relevant to that week or that time of year or whatnot. So that's a good idea. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, yeah, you're already giving away a ton of free stuff anyway. Yeah. Like, you don't really need a lead magnet because your site is a giant lead magnet. <laughs> yeah. So, and I have had plenty of people sign up, just uh, probably an average of like 10 a day sign up. So I think that's working pretty well. I don't know yeah. what most people get with a good lead magnet, but. You know, I have a lot of lead magnets and I have my big planner. I would have to look at the average because, you know, the planner releases in December and that's huge. Like I get like 300 in a day for that, but then obviously it stops and I settle right around, um, you know, eight to 15 per day. Mm -hmm. And I feel good about that. And honestly, I look less at that and more at the type of people that are opening my emails, like how engaged they are, you know, and if I'm talking with them and sharing with them, all these things like I almost value that more than even the number, which I know is kind of backwards. Like if we think of all the business talk that's out there, people are like, your goal is to grow your email list by X number per day, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But if they're on your list and they've never opened an email, then what's the point? So, (laughs) oh yeah, exactly. Which we ditch those people 
real fast mm-hmm. because I don't want to pay for somebody who hasn't opened an email in six months. Mm-hmm. So we definitely do the, um, the cold subscriber thing. We email them and say, Hey, you haven't opened an email for six months. Do you still want to be on our list? And maybe we'll get one or two people that say yes. And then we just scrub the rest before I get to that next threshold that you're going to pay more money mm-hmm. because email lists are a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if you actually do that often, you get a really good qualified group of people who like to open your email and engage with you. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about as far as cutting costs. Cause I know that's a big thing. if you're new, like, Oh, I don't want to pay for an email. Yeah. And then you end up having to do it. Yeah, just kind of a genius. Um, well, I really, I'm glad we got to do this and chat and share, um, the story on the podcast instead of just when we meet at the little, um, taco stand down the street, uh-huh. <laughs> which, um, Brittany and I ran into each other there and it's really, it's really hard to have a taco place down the street because we go there all the time. Uh-huh. And I don't know if Mike goes there all the time because his school is right near. He has but, lunch man. there a lot. <laughs> I know. It's, the Ooh, and it's anyway. Tuesday today. I know Taco Tuesday is so true. <laughs> tacos. Um, but I'm just excited for, you know, since you and I did start working frugal living together and we've both kind of branched out on our own, I'm just excited that you've experienced such great growth over the last year, but that it, it was very just, you know, authentic one foot in front of the other. Like there was, you were smart about the courses that you bought. You were smart about your direction and you've just continued to plug away at it. And you've seen these great results. And I'm just, I'm excited about that for you. And I am so thankful for the part that Simple Pin had in that because it was huge. Just, you know, when I was ready to quit, I became something that was manageable because of the course. So thank you very much. You're so, so welcome. Well, if anybody wants to follow you and kind of see what you're doing, where can they go? Um, They can find me at papertraildesign.com. Awesome. And you guys can check out Brittany's Pinterest page. And in the last year too, you've grown from, you know, your 30 followers to almost 6,000 followers. Oh yeah. I just something that I rarely even look at anymore, but in the beginning I looked at it every day. Oh, I got one new follower today. Now I don't even pay attention. So I don't even pay attention hardly either because followers isn't super important. And I will say this because I think you rock at this. So Brittany is a hiking fanatic And so if you go to her Pinterest page, there's a lot about Portland and hiking and she hikes with her kids, which I just have to tell you, every time you post on Facebook about going on this long hike with your kids, I'm like, darn it, I need to get out there with my kids. So you're inspiring, which is (laughs) great. It's usually avoidance of housework is what I'm really doing. So, (laughs) Yeah, but it's a good avoidance instead of like sitting down and watching the TV like, you know, the rest of us might do. But if you're looking for like hiking printables or even anything with Pacific Northwest, like you've got um, like hiking bingo. Is that you that created that? Oh, yeah, I did do that. Yeah, that yeah so that's kind idea. of fun. So go check that out and get some printables from Brittany over there and see what she's doing. And thanks so much again for coming on to the podcast. And yeah. maybe we'll do an update in another year and see where you're at. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Obviously, I wanted to record this episode because I'm super excited about Brittany's results from the master course. 
but I also wanted to record it to give those of you who are new some encouragement. It doesn't require you to spend a ton of money on a ton of different courses or different types of tools. It just requires you to have head down focus and use one or two tools or courses that are really going to propel you forward. When you're growing, it is really hard to keep going. And you have to know that there are great stories out there of people who have put in the work, they've experienced the discouragement, but they're getting to where they want to go. And Brittany is now at 250,000 page views a month with just 10 to 12 hours of work per week and one hour of Pinterest scheduling. It doesn't require you to work a lot. It just requires you to work smarter. So if you want to get the show notes, any information, more information about the master course or how to master tailwind, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 61.